A huge congratulations to the Marvel Studios and the Walt Disney Studios teams, and a thank you to the fans around the world who lifted Avengers Endgame to these historic heights. Of course, even with the passage of a decade, the impact of James Cameron's Avatar remains as powerful as ever. And the astonishing achievements of both of these films are ongoing proof of the power of movies to move people and bring them together in a shared experience. The talented filmmakers behind these worlds have much more in store, and we look forward to the future of both the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Pandora. That was Alan Horn, the Disney co-chairman and chief creative officer, in a statement after Avengers Endgame overtook Avatar to be the top grossing film of all time in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and like Disney was- almost lost to Disney, but good thing Disney caught up and beat Disney. Yes, Disney, the, the surprise spoiler, uh, the underdog From behind versus Disney. <laughs> Disney yeah. Overcoming yeah. Disney. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's so. But we're gonna we're gonna crunch these numbers today. Uh, Anthony was doing some crunching in the pre-show. It's time to uh, crunch the numbers. Yeah, no, he was uh, he had he had some uh, receipts from his grocery shopping lately, and was just, cr- just crunching those receipts into the microphone. Thank God he has stopped doing that. Uh, but that's Anth- that's the voice of Anthony Payne. What's up, Anthony? What's up, guys? What kind of uh, groceries you get? We're we gonna eat for dinner tonight. I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a uh, a microwave dinner. Okay. Good. <laughs> sure. Fine dining. All right. Yeah. Uh, Layla Jordan, you're over there on the West Coast. Uh, what are you gonna eat? Are you are you in the West Coast right now? Because school hasn't started and, yet, right? Yep, I'm in West Coast, Best Coast. I go cool. back to school next week. There I'm you eating go. a burrito right now. Okay. I don't know what the meal that is at your time, but um, uh, whatever. It's my lunch. Okay. At sure. Two thirty. Mm, well. What time is relative? Yes. No. I I have done. I I wake up late like every goddamn day, so that's around my lunch time as well. So. Layla, uh, speaking of consumption, uh, you consume a lot of uh, news about <laughs> the box office. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> All I can think about is like tuberculosis consumption. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he died of consumption. That's not where my head was at, but that's interesting. <laughs> consumption of content. Yeah. Um, yes, so... I love to consume content. <laughs> do you do you find yourself like reading the you know there's always like the headlines every Monday of like here's the winner of like the this weekend in the box office like or do you um do you <laughs> sorry I'm keeping I'm going with the food but like do you digest this news do you um <laughs> do you chomp on that news <laughs> I I love to chomp on that news no yeah um. Mm-hmm. I do. I watch a weekly box office report summary that is a video, a half hour summary every Monday. And it's, I, it's my most calming watch of the week. Um, I also follow some box office people on Twitter who like tweet about like stuff that's going on. Right. And then like just since uh, if we have any L.A. listeners, uh, there is a radio. There's like a morning radio thing in Los Angeles. 
Um, and at the top of the hour, they used to do every Monday, they do a summary of the box office for the week. And it was something mm -hmm. I always grew up listening to on my way to school. So I've just been consuming this info since I was eight. Man. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, since I was eight years old, I've been tracking these box office numbers. Become like a movie Google producer. Like, for yeah. Generation. Pretty much. And how, how do you, how do you come up with a half hour show about that? Like how, how much, um, what, do they analyze it? Do they, I, I've never seen any of these. Um, I watched the one on a, <laughs> Fandom entertainment, uh, the people who used to be like screen junkies. Um, mm. And they do, basically they do a summary of the domestic and worldwide weekends. And then they also do like a special, like they do like just some type type of analysis, like a, either having to do with a movie that was released that week or something. Like they just recently did something about like the tickets sold of like the biggest summer box office hits. It's just right. like an interesting, like, they're pretty good at recontextualizing numbers and inflation. And it's just a fun thing to watch. Okay, interesting. Anthony, do you share any of that enthusiasm at all? I've been staring at the, the same Wikipedia page every <laughs> single year uh, after a single uh, after a Marvel film comes out. So yes, mm. it's like something I always go to. For some reason, I don't have it bookmarked. <laughs> right. Um, no, if I if I type in top grossing and my ad, I just type in highest it will, and it will fill. Yeah, exactly. I type in yeah. H -I, I G and it fills the whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, just that that poster of Gone with the Wind is very familiar to you at this point. <laughs> list of highest grossing films. Um, Layla, you're going to have to help me make some clarifications because there's, you know, there's ticket mm -hmm. sales, there's inflation. There's like, I don't know um, if the revenue also includes like home releases or rentals or uh, what have you. So um, if you look at the numbers here, if we're going by um, what we, yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia, which is going by box office mojo. Uh, as of okay. like, um, I don't know, probably today, honestly, probably, probably update that. Right. Like, there's probably some dude like on their laptop, like, oh, I gotta make sure these numbers are up to date. Like, some Wikipedia volunteer editor, like, they're always like those obsessive types. Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. So, I'm seeing here uh, 2,795,000, uh, excuse me, 517,000. Oh, I messed that up. 2,795,517,852 for Endgame. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's about like rough estimate, like 6 million more than Avatar. These movies came out 10 years apart. So, what is like, you know, like tickets must have cost differently, or like mm -hmm. people watched Avatar in 3D. Um, have you got any deeper into these numbers in, in terms of like, you know, how many people actually watch this movie or, um, any, anything that was like significantly different about how people watched movies, those 10 years apart, uh, that should be interesting to kind of point out. Yeah, there are some interesting things. A big one that you kind of mentioned is the 3D grosses. 3D tickets mm -hmm. do cost more money. Um, and Avatar was mostly revolutionary for its 3D, um, so that definitely played a part in Avatar having a much larger gross. Um, inflation has met, meant that um, I believe Avatar has more tickets sold than Endgame. 
Uh, I, I just, I feel like that's true. If it's not, I apologize, but it's probably, if not, it's pretty close. Um, cause inflation has gone up in the past 10 years, but not like ex an extreme amount. Um, the biggest difference in these two numbers is China's role in the box office. Uh, back in 2009, China did not play nearly as big a role in the international box office as it does today. Uh, if you look at the breakdown of where this money went, 27% um, of Avatar's final gross was in the United States, 31% for Endgame, so pretty close. But 7% of Avatar's gross was in, uh, was in China. Meanwhile, 22% of Endgame's gross was in China. And... Uh, that's the like the biggest difference between these two that China has become like a monstrous powerhouse for releasing American movies in the market that exists there. Uh, these numbers, they're box office numbers, so they don't include video on demand, uh, which obviously Avatar would have beat because it's been around for 10 years and Endgame right. has been on yeah. video for four days. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that also doesn't include Avatar's licensing to TV and stuff. Uh, so this is strictly just in theaters. Avatar has received, I think that one, a couple re-releases here and there, which would be somewhere in the gross. There's rumor that for the new Avatar next year, they're going to re-release it again. Um, so we could see those numbers change. But <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> yeah, it's a significant thing. Uh, that's no one's going to see happen. the movie. No one's going to see Avatar 1 in theaters. Well, that's the thing, people, like Avatar, if you've ever watched it on TV or God forbid your phone, it's not as good visually. Like I saw it in theaters in 3D and it was like, oh my God, it's so blue and colorful and Sigourney Weaver. And that's all I can tell you. But um, so I think a lot of people might be interested. Uh, it's visual effects are still pretty good 10 years later. Um, and I feel like also a lot of people don't remember what happened. So if they really want to see Avatar 2 and Avatar 1 is in theaters, they might just be like, I forgot who's the main guy. No one knows Sam Worthington. So yeah, it, it might have likely to make some money. So guess so. I, just, I, I didn't know they were going to re-release it. I mean, I'm surprised if, if Disney's behind that. Like, uh, <laughs> that's totally possible but um, they haven't like officially said but that's what yeah. it looks like is gonna I mean, happen honestly that makes that makes sense like even if like avatar was like i don't know a poop movie and like was like 60th highest highest grossing movie or whatever they still would have re-released it sure like um... like because it's such an old movie there is something so can you does anyone agree or disagree with me by um when i say that there's something so ominous about that Alan Horn statement of like, oh, we we are so pleased by this and uh, our own maybe beat our other movie. And there is much more from both of these worlds to come. Like they're just going to like, <laughs> like it's like the world is just going to be Marvel and Avatar from now on. Um, I mean, is it not? The world, I mean, like, <laughs> fuck that because fuck Avatar. But <laughs> do you not like Avatar? I saw the movie and I hated it. I thought it was boring. When you first saw it, you hated it? Wow. Yeah. I was just like, why am I watching this? I'm not enjoying this. An Obtainium! 
I mean, that's still a great name. I still have a lot of respect for Avatar considering, like, yeah, James Cameron, but it's still an original high concept movie idea. I wouldn't consider it original. Biggest movie. I don't, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, it's I feel like more I'm original just than being, like a Marvel I'm, or a Star Wars. Like, I know it's like kind of, it's sure, dances with wolves, like sure. the themes, but like the actual world building, the design of it, of the characters, like yeah, that's yes. original. Yes. Yes. Maybe. I mean, I, I remember, so people, box office analysts thought that Avatar was going to be a flop. It was taking James Cameron forever to make this movie. Like he he wanted to make it for years, but the technology just wasn't there yet. And I'm sure it had a high budget. Um, it didn't seem to create that much enthusiasm in the marketing period of it. And I don't think it was that big of a hit when it first came out. I think it was more like a of, of a long game in the box office. Am I remembering that correct? You are. Avatar opened to about $70, $75 million. Um, and it stayed in the top five for months. It opened in about December, I think. It was a Christmas release, and it was in the top five well into the end of February, beginning of okay. March. So that's it around like award season, right? <laughs> yeah, so Avatar just had insane word of mouth, basically. And so people basically told when they saw it they would tell their friends and family whatever like you have to see it in theaters people went to see it multiple times so they're like you have to see it in 3d um it went all the way to award season and it was just, the 2010 oscars are a legendary oscar um and i think avatar had a lot of that kind of helped it as well um 2010 is when james cameron uh, famously lost to his ex-wife, which is what <laughs> feminism's what all went? about. Catherine Bigelow for uh, the, the Hurt Locker. Locker. Yep. You know, the, uh, the Jeremy Renner joint. That's peak feminism. If you look at the 2010 Oscars, it's crazy. Like, so many good movies. But, yeah. Um, it was mainly just word of mouth, 3D sales, mm -hmm. have to see in theater. Um, it was like international, aside from China, hit like every country. It was like Avatar, you gotta see it. And yeah. then, even though like people didn't really know the story, it was like it was just the theater experience was so valuable, which is I think something Endgame didn't really have as much. Like it was more like you have to see it, but less that you have to see it in a theater. Um, because Endgame like is like big movie culturally more important, maybe. But visually, it wasn't like a monument in filmmaking like Avatar sure. was. Um, I mean, I think the 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 kind of the critical reaction, the consensus back in the day in 2009 was watching this is like how people felt when they first saw Star Wars in 1977. In that like, wow, we've never seen um, a visual like a movie this enveloped in visual effects that are um kind of revolutionary right at the time i mean in the back in the day i was kind of like oh the cgi is just really good but you know there was like um the way they made that film you know with motion capture and kind of like having a virtual set uh that was pretty revolutionary at the time and i think that's something that um uh you know they kind of tried doing in other productions today like you know don favreau's very much into that with uh, the jungle book and the lion king 
Uh, and Avatar 2, I think, like the whole technological innovation that they were just waiting for was like, oh, we, we got to do underwater mocap. You know, we got like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so I don't think I hated Avatar when I saw it back in the day. It was more so um, I just I don't I, I remember watching in the theater, but I do not remember how I felt during the theater, except, wow, this is a really long movie. Um, so that's a lot of people's thoughts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, so they played the long game. I think they also re-released it back then. I don't know if it was for awards season or if it was like specifically to break the record that Titanic already had, that James Cameron had. Um, I don't even know the story behind how that got in, in the top. Um, Titanic was just like cultural phenomenon. And it was yes, re-released yeah. multiple times. It was crazy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Celine Dion, everyone loves the, my heart will go on. Um, so. amazing. So Leo, then, big deal. <laughs> how did Avatar? How, no, 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 no. How did Endgame get there? Because um, people were like really closely following the Infinity War returns, but it couldn't even beat uh, Force Awakens, both uh, internationally and domestically. It is also worth mentioning that uh, the Force Awakens, I believe, is still at the top. Number one. It's yeah. number yeah. one domestically. It's over 900 million. Right. Yeah, it's over um, 900 million. But if you adjust for not... inflation, it is number four behind Star Wars, E.T., Titanic, and then Star Wars. I mean, uh, yeah. okay, sure. Um, I thought it was Gone with the Wind still, but... Um... Gone Domestic? with the Wind is interesting. I don't know why it's on... There's a... Yeah, I, maybe it's it didn't do well domestically. I don't know. It's interesting because Gone with, did. Like, no, with, with, with inflation, I see it at number one, at, at least according to so, Wikipedia, according to Box Office Mojo. It's Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, Sound of Music, E.T., Titanic, Ten Commandments, Jaws, yada, 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 goes all the way down to like Force yeah. 11. So um, that list, so like the, the comparing those two lists is interesting because it's like, you know, you have you have the highest grossing films as of 2019 adjusted for inflation. That's worldwide gross, and then if you look at lifetime gross adjusted for inflation, but domestically in U.S. and Canada, it's Star Wars, mm -hmm. E.T., Titanic, Star Wars, Avatar, Endgame, and then worldwide, it's Gone with the Wind, Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars 1, I mean, Star Wars New Hope, then Endgame, then Sound of Music, then E.T., then The Ten Commandments, then Dr. Zhivago, then The Force Awakens. Well, point I'm making <laughs> is that, <laughs> yeah, Endgame, um, still pretty high up there. But how did it? How did it get there? You know, like you mentioned, Layla, the uh, the Chinese box office numbers, and we, I don't know how much we talked about on this show, but there was indeed a re-release, like what two months after Endgame came out, and yeah, I'm not was... sure how much that helped. It really, it kind of helped. Um, the re-release was right it didn't before. Help domestically but it helped internationally yeah well the re-release was right before spider-man so it was like it's kind of like a package deal but analysts already suspected it would get a bump right before spider-man um mm -hmm. so it's kind of unknown how much the re-release really drove people to theaters because it was basically what it was like a spider-man exclusive clip like a deleted hulk scene and like a stan lee tribute i think was what was included in the re-release 
Um, if you actually look at it, it kind of didn't beat Avatar. Like, if you're looking at the tracking, it was still kind of a ways below before it was announced that it beat Avatar. So it seems like they did some kind of accounting stuff to boost it up. Like they (laughs) reorganized like what cost what and stuff. Cause I I feel like I remember when the tracking was going on, it was still a little further down the line that needed to go. And people thought like, it's not going to make it. And then it was like, surprise, it did it. Um, So I don't really think it genuinely beat Avatar that much. I think some accountants made it beat Avatar. (laughs) Number one with an asterisk. Yes. And and then you had a lot of um, a lot of let's say fan movements on Twitter and whatnot of like oh we 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 gotta do our part we we gotta gotta rewatch Endgame multiple times. That's the best thing. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, like, like, um, so like I, I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna quote Thomas Lockney here, friend of the show. Um, they, they tweeted something at me like, um, ah, yes, totally normal becoming a capitalist activist. Yeah, uh, like for me, it was like, oh, it would be cool for Avengers Endgame to beat Avatar because I like this movie. It would be nice, but like, don't go out there and like say, hey, give this corporation more money. No. If it happens naturally, it happens naturally. I mean, especially since uh, movie theater tickets are $17 in Los Angeles. So I'm not going to see Avatar, I mean, Endgame, like a hundred times in theaters. Because I'm not a crazy person. Well, Um, crazily enough, the movie is actually out on DVD as we speak. I bought the Target exclusive 4K box set just today. Uh, speaking Ooh. of this box set, uh, there is a hold on, hold on, hold on. in there, oh, which I need, So, which I don't need, actually. So, uh, AP Marvel, uh, we're doing a little giveaway. I should put that on the top of the show. But if you, if you uh, check out uh, AP Marvel on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash AP Marvel, you can find the giveaway tweet. You just have to follow AP Marvel and give that tweet a retweet. We're going to be announcing a winner uh, this Friday at noon Eastern. Can someone tell me what day is Friday? Which what the date is? That is August. Uh, yada yada yada. August sixteenth. Thanks for the help. Uh, <laughs> Friday. Uh, so, so yes, I do have the um, I do have the four K disc. It has a nice, a nice little booklet of. Question, question. The- what, which one should I get? Should I get Should I get the Target exclusive? The Best Buy exclusive? I don't know what's in the Best Buy exclusive. That's up to you to decide and research. So uh, I already got the Target one. So too late. Um, <laughs> is, is the Target is the Best Buy one like a steel case or something like that? I feel like, I they, like that's they would do. I, yeah, they did the steel case thing, and that's what I did for Civil War. Interesting. Um, uh, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> before I we're went, still talking about like I think we're still talking about Avatar. We're about the re- no, we're talking about the re-release of Endgame. The re-release. Uh, of Endgame. Yes, indeed, you were. Yeah. And from um, like looking so, at, if you look at it daily, uh, the re-release kind of helped it a bit, but not really. It was funny um, hearing people call that re-release DLC for a movie. Um, it's a pay again to uh, to experience these uh, other little things like these. Uh, <laughs> Uh, little pieces of content, but what did you 
I mean, you know, you you're both interested in box office numbers in your own way, but watching people kind of get behind that move and like, hey, this movie, this billion dollar movie made by like a massive conglomerate, this massive media conglomerate, it means a lot to me personally if this movie beats the other movies and how much money it makes for that conglomerate. I'm willing to spend my own money to help that media conglomerate help that happen. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> yeah, go I ahead, don't capitalist shame. Like <laughs> if you real if you have I do. disposable I do. income, as a, I know as, you do. I know okay? you do. As a I, we all know I you do. do. I know you do, but I'm I'm just saying like if you have this much disposable income, and this is really like you every time you see it, you are like getting enjoyment out of it. You're not just burning your money, and you really if you just really like this movie. And you are fine paying over a hundred dollars so that it can be the biggest movie of all time. Like, I don't agree with that. I'd rather like buy some ch- chocolate. I don't know. Well, but... well, well, well. Here's the thing that's different than what like that's like that's not really capitalist shaming. That's just saying like enjoy it if you want to go see it, but don't say hey you gotta go see this movie so it could beat another movie. And so we have to give more money to this one company. It's like, no, that's... But if you're like, hey, you enjoy it and you want to see it multiple times, go ahead. I don't care. It's valid. No, I think that's valid. I we, mean, live, really we live like in a house game. I, mean, I will still question like, why you were spending that much money on one movie. But like, you know what? If if you are content with that, if you're doing that for personal reasons, like, hey, I really like that movie, I think that's fine. But if it's like... If it's like that weird, like I gotta do my part thing, that's where I'm like, what? What are you doing? Why are exactly? You... <laughs> it's like you know, and wasn't there like a guy last it? year that like saw Infinity War like a hundred times, and like somebody like was like, why? And he's just like, really like it. It's like okay. So I don't know how you have time. I don't yeah, know I don't how, know how you, you find the time in your schedule. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you. You don't have time to watch one hundred times. Yeah, like yeah, thing, like, like I missed so many movies this year, and like I can't even watch a movie once in a the theater. Look, look, we live in a capitalist hellscape. People need to enjoy things. We live in a we live in a society, but um, live in a society. People need to so enjoy I, things. So I guess what I'm leaning towards is um, does the amount of box office. Uh, the, the gross, the returns, does that equal quality? If you have the most money, does that make you the best movie? No. For me, for me personally, it was, it, it was nice to see a movie that will, people will actually remember versus a movie that people don't even remember the main character's name. Jake Sully! Sully and Natiri. Yeah, he. I remember hit her. I don't remember. <laughs> it's Natiri. Come on. Probably. Zoe Saldana. Yes, yeah. Zoe Saldana with uh, Zoe Akira, Saldana, or what, not Akira. Yeah, good for her. She's she's playing the game correctly. I I, I, I remember a lot of things about Avatar. Um, so I'm not gonna say it's like. Um, oh, this is, there was something memorable about it, but I mean, it's 
granted, like I no one quotes anything from Avatar, you know, like no one makes reference to Pandora the same the same they would for like, I don't know, uh, Hoth or Tatooine and Star Wars or something like that. Um, and, you know, when we go down the line, I well, mean, the thing is that Pandora is not a unique name. Pandora is the name of the planet in battle and in, in, uh, in, not battle uh, Borderlands and is also the name of a god in the Greek pantheon. Okay. Well, no, Pandora's a someone's box. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she a god? Pandora wasn't or... a god. Was no. Whatever. Pandora was like someone. She was a demon. She was like a box. some person. They're like. Yeah, she had a box, and it released all the world's suffering. But oh. the very bottom was hope. Glad we're figuring that. Yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, um... if you look at. If you look at the list of the highest-grossing films, like the top ten. I'd say most of them are pretty good. Like Jurassic World, probably not so much. And I'm not a big Age of Ultron fan. Um, but I guess you must have like a certain level of quality to get up there. Because people will see like a movie for like nostalgia. But nostalgia alone and and like buzz alone can't just, can't propel a movie to like highest grossing of all time. It has to have some sort of quality so that people who normally wouldn't see it would see it. The only good um, movies they in the top all... 10 are Black Panther, Force Awakens, and Titanic. Subjective! Um, well, like, so well, it's I, pretty like, subjective. Rated, like, like, <laughs> like, overall, by critics, people think this movie is very, very good, and it was, and it received, like, awards in other mediums sure, for that, whatever. as well as um, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avatar um, received hella awards. I can tell you, I have seen almost every single one of these movies in theaters. Uh, going down the list, things I have not seen in theaters: the recent The Lion King remake, which I think you were all kind of complaining about in the pre-show. Um, but I kind of expected that to make a lot of money. I have not seen Minions in theaters. I have not seen Minions. Period. I have not seen Transformers: Dark of the Moon or Age of Extinction. I have not seen Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. I have not seen Aladdin, Despicable Me 3. Wait, you saw I Dead Man's Chest? I did see Oh, wait, Dead you, Man's you Chest did tell me that. You told I, me I that did, story. I actually don't know. I do not remember. You did tell me that story. You saw it with your sister. I literally do not know what you're talking about. Um, oh. So, and then I have not seen... I actually did not see the original Lord of the Rings trilogy in theaters. Um, yeah, I didn't so, either, but I was like five when it finished so so it's here's the weird thing i still distinctly remember when the first avengers came out and that became at the time the number three highest grossing movie worldwide and that was kind of a big deal right because it was really just dominated by avatar and titanic and to see a movie get up to that level like to at least to me was like really rare and weird so when you're looking at like the lists in on Wikipedia and you look at the year numbers, there's like a disproportionate number of movies from like the last like not even ten years, like a shorter period than that. You know, four or five years. years. Yeah, and like it's just like this weird like shuffle. You know, like uh, it's I, I can't keep track of this anymore of like all the movies that are just kind of like jumping on on you know on the on those ranks almost um. Almost ranking. Yeah, I mean, the major reason is inflation. Uh, there's only like what's like Jurassic Park, 
Avatar, not Avatar, Titanic, or like in like the original Lion King and Phantom Menace are like the only not non two thousands movies that are in the top fifty. I would, I would um, argue not only inflation but also human population. Yeah. China also a major part. Like that's kind of the reason why um Star Wars movies are probably never going to be the highest grossing because Star Wars does not sell very well in China. Okay. Um, it's a very American, like European kind of property. China's not into that type of movie really. It doesn't have any nostalgia for them because I think the original ones weren't released in China. Um, so China's role in the box office, if it's a movie that can pander better to Chinese audiences, that will be, uh, higher. And that's something that's only become more recent. Um, yeah, uh, sequels, most of these movies are based off of pre-existing properties and sequels. So that's a big thing. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Right. Is appealing to China, uh, to the Chinese audience, is that a recent development? Because, you know, I can't imagine, like, Jurassic Park from, like, 1993, like, uh, made hella in that market. Like, I, I don't know what the market was like in the 90s, to be honest. So, um, I feel like yeah. the first examples I saw of that were, like, the Transformers movies from Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't really have a um, any basis in history about all of that, so... Well, it's also uh, China has only really started to release their box office numbers in the past couple of years. It's actually still oh, kind of okay. hard to get them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, like if you look in the Transformers movies, I think it's the fifth one where they just went to China for the last act because China <laughs> yeah. fucking loves these movies. When I was in Beijing, there's just a giant statue of Bumblebee in front of a gov- government building and it was hilarious. <laughs> and I couldn't believe um, right. Same. The big ones are uh, trans- uh, Transformers and the Fast and Furious movies. Do okay. yeah. ludicrous amounts of money in China. It's like in movies the, where, yeah. You, yeah, it's movies where you don't really have to have seen all the previous ones. Big budget. A lot of uh, name stars like The Rock is a pretty big star in China uh-huh. that like they know. Um, those types of movies like. Lots of movies just go to China or they have Chinese actors that are big in Chinese movies now come into American movies. Or if you look at something like China now is a production partner in a lot of movies. Yes, yes, I notice that a lot these days. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of movies specifically, are Yeah, Tencent has risen in the ranks in the recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tencent is crazy. Ten- <laughs> if you look at just everything Tencent, Tencent does... <laughs> Like they own everything. They make like washing machines, I think. That, it's yeah. crazy. Like also Venom was huge in China because yes. in China they marketed it as a romantic comedy. <laughs> like Venom and Eddie uh, were like in love. If you look at the, the marketing, it's I mean, amazing. Yeah. And it's the it's great. I think the, the joke from Red Letter Media is that uh, Transformers and Fast and Furious were super popular in China because you don't need to speak English to watch those movies. It's just like, it's just purely like visual, like, let's say garbage. I mean, I love Fast and Furious, but like, man, um, Hobbs and Shaw, 
a lot of stuff going on, but like <laughs> the language speaks for itself. The visuals speak for themselves. You know, you know what's happening mm -hmm. by them punching each other. But uh, Iron Man three to get back to the MCU, Iron Man three had specific Chinese scenes, which I think is hilarious because they had, I don't know the actor's name. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but he played the heart surgeon who was in the opening scene in uh, the 1999 flashback. And there is a scene that is cut from the general release, but is in the Chinese version where he's the one who does the operation at the end on Tony Stark to take out the, the arc reactor. And his assistant is played by Fan Bingbing. You may recognize yeah. her from yeah from um, X Men Days Future Past as uh, the the Portal Lady. I forget what her name is. Blink, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but she was also um, secretly detained by Chinese authorities last year. She disappeared from public, and um, uh, people were like, suspecting it had something to do with like her social uh, index number or whatever the hell, like the the crazy Black Mirror ratings they do there. Um, yeah, it's um it's. It's kind of like a like they rank all their celebrities and basically there's this thing in China where they can do this loophole to get more money. And a lot of Chinese stars did it. She did it. She got in big trouble. Her ranking went to zero and she was gone for a couple months and then she had to issue an apology and it was all very creepy. Uh, you it's might also creepy. remember in uh, Age of Ultron, uh, not China, but they go to South Korea as well as in um, uh, Black Panther. Uh, so just going to Asian markets in these movies is a big thing. South Korea also very popular for uh, yeah. Marvel movies, not as big a population, but yeah. It's a strange it's world we live in. Um, I China, as Trump would say. Um, man, okay, so <laughs> does. This is kind of linking to my question of uh, does box office returns equal quality? Uh, does equal cultural impact? Because I feel like, and maybe cultural impact today means memes because we see endgame memes all the goddamn time now. Uh, I'm not really sure so much about. Um, Where's that list again? I closed the list, uh, the tab of the list for some reason. But, you know, there was like Star Wars memes all the time, um, the Jurassic World. Uh, image of Chris Pratt with his two arms out, like uh, keeping the the Raptors at bay, is kind of iconic in like kind of a funny way. And you know, Black Panther is just like a, a huge film, a phenomenon. Um, so I don't know. It's weird seeing Avatar there because as much as I didn't hate Avatar, it's not like I said, it's not like people reference Avatar. It's not like it has kind of stuck with our minds in that in like and it's it's like kind of a weird revival lately. You know, I think Walt Disney World has an Avatar park or an Avatar yeah. rides. It's okay. called Pandora, the world, the uh, world of Avatar. It takes place in the Valley of Moara. Right. And that was before Disney bought Fox, right? Like that was. Like, yeah, really that. Cool. That was that land was started before Disney bought Lucasfilms. Um, basically, that land What's was going on here. That land was indirect. So basically, Universal did their Harry Potter land, and it was crazy. Yeah. And so Disney was like, "We need something to rival that," and they wouldn't buy Lucasfilms. Like, so they already have Disney later. World. <laughs> well, they needed they needed the big thing that Harry Potter land thing has. Is the market as the merchandise 
like the robes and the wands and the owls, like those go for like a hundred bucks each. And so there wasn't really like that kind of premium merchandise that you could get at Disney World. So uh, they really just, they wanted like it a completely immersive world like the Harry Potter world is. Um, And I hear from people who've gone to Pandora that it's like very beautiful and really well done. So like good on them. But now that they have Star Wars, like obviously that's the merchandise juggernaut selling uh, the the lightsabers are $200 and the the robots are a hundred and you're not allowed to use your lightsaber in the park. Right. Right. (laughs) So So, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I have no clue how like the rights to use these properties have on um theme parks work because I'm not sure if um like does Disney World use Marvel now or is it still a Universal thing? Uh, no, they have Marvel's theme park stuff is mostly owned by Disney now. They've licensed it to okay. past theme parks. A uh, theme park in Australia used to have Marvel rights. Um, but oh, it's sure. closed down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh but, yeah, they had a Guardians of the Galaxy ride that replaced the Tower of Terror in Disneyland. I think. Yep, it's still out there. I hear people like it. It's just like you're in the collector's place, but I like Twilight Zone, so. Cool. cool. I don't like. Oh. But yeah, um, it's it's a fun world we it's live in. Weird. It's so strange. This whole like um, the 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 media conglomerates like the every, everything like eating each other and seeing how it's kind of like um affecting our pop culture and lifestyle in this very strange way uh because i'm still trying to absorb the fact that disney owns fox because it doesn't feel like it but all the headlines are telling me to the contrary like you know fox is getting fucked up right now mm-hmm. um which i guess we can move on to that because i'm so curious about um I don't. I don't know if it was like some sort of like um, if it was an investor call or something like that, or with like D twenty three coming up in the way. But um, you know, Alan Horn, Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, um, they're kind of talking about how they've been performing in the year. Turns out, 20, 20th Century Fox has not been doing that great. Uh, have you read about this, Layla? Yes, I have. I love, I hate this, this merger. So I read everything I possibly can about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Fox hasn't had a not so good year. Um, Dark Phoenix being the crown jewel in their jewel of, in their crown of sadness, um, which was utter failure. It made 35 million opening weekend. Um, horrible reviews or no audiences had no interest. It apparently was, uh, using, uh, surveys and stuff. Most people weren't even aware it was coming out. Um, (laughs) the marketing was a big failure. So people didn't even know there was a new X-Men movie. So that was like the big one that was bad. Uh, the art of racing in the rain is one that came out last weekend that didn't do so hot. It's like a sad dog movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sad dog movie. Um, Stuber was a comedy that didn't do that great. Uh, it had like mixed reviews, but people just didn't didn't come out for it. Um, yeah, Fox has not been like they've they had like that really good uh the Christian movie, um, Breakthrough, Breakthrough. I think. Yep, uh, that one did good. 
everything else has been not so great. <laughs> well, and then there was the whole thing. Um, they shut down Fox 2000. Um, and a recent news oh, story was actually. Happened, right? Yeah, it was one of the first things they did. But um, a recent thing development this summer is the entire Fox 2000 team uh, is moving to Sony. So <laughs> Sony's basically like, if you don't want your award winning well, studio, okay, we'll take yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it's Foxes have a rough time. Um, they at the they pretty much office. shut down everything except for Searchlight, right? Like uh, in Avatar yeah. production. Um, yeah, they stopped a lot of movies that are in development. I forget what it was, but there's this really beautiful like fantasy movie about a mouse. It's a mouse guard. Um, yeah. They shut down production on that, even though it's been in pre-production for like two years. Um, the director like leaked all the the yes. post, uh, pre-production they were doing, and it looked beautiful. They obviously put a lot of money and work into it, but they're like, "Nah, man, we want cheaper by the dozen remake." Yeah, it's pri- it probably was. Yeah, for. Home Alone reboot. Uh, it, it apparently just wasn't gelling with like maybe they were afraid that this looks better than their live action remakes. <laughs> is the speculation because yeah. um, they have a kind of like a similar aesthetic but yeah yeah we can't get a national treasure three so what's the point god damn it yeah and so bob Iger was kind of like uh i'm reading this variety article of how they called it a um sharp reprimand uh in a public rebuke let's say uh where just you made it very clear yo our results uh let's just say it's fox's fault um remarks one prominent hollywood producer i've never seen a public hanging like that um disney throwing fox this uh giant film studio that they had bought under the bus um it's Strange, very strange situation, I think. Um, and it's like, I would recommend reading a BuzzFeed article. Um, most pretty much everyone in it, uh, was is anonymous, but it's basically they just interviewed a bunch of people working at Fox and they all basically said Disney is treating us like garbage, they don't believe in anything we did. Uh, they're basically cutting us up and taking all the properties, and they're, they're like, you know, how EA buys studios where they basically buy a studio for the IP and then tear it apart. Like, yeah, Disney yeah. is doing that to Fox in a while, right now. I guess, but yeah, yeah I understand. Um, that's, yeah, EA, I feel like it's been a little more uh, playing ball with indie studios these days without actually buying them. So, uh, I don't know. He's... Okay, that's a different podcast, but <laughs> I know what you mean. That's a yes. different podcast. Uh, yeah. Um... But man, I'm I'm I think I'm looking at that box office that no, sorry that BuzzFeed article. I, is it the one that's called Disney One Now What? I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll link that in the show notes. But I it just doesn't register to me because when you watch a Fox movie, it will still have the 20th Century Fox logo on it. So it's just making me wonder, like, what the hell is the point of this merger? You know, it's not like they're merging brands, really. It's more so like, hey, we're just going to profit from, like, the movies that they're already making. Wait, you guys aren't making the movies we want to make. They're not making the money that we want. So we're just going to shut down all your projects. And it's like, what's the point? What's the point of any of this? Was it all just a, a like, I'm thinking, was this all just a grift to get the X-Men rights back? Like, or I... 
I, I don't understand. I do not get it at all. Um, yeah. It's mostly just sense. a monopoly grab. Get IP. Yeah. They spent, what was it, like $30 billion, $20 billion to get all this IP and more library for their streaming service? Like, right. Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting how they put... Um, when they when they show the five pillars of Disney Plus, it's what is it? It's Disney, Pixar, uh, Star Wars, Marvel, and National Geographic. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> yeah, Nat, Nat Geo, the the same level as all those uh, legendary properties. So, I you know I just don't know what they want to do with the Fox brand. I I just don't get it. So answer me this: Is Disney's domination of the of the box office? You know, they had what did they have this year? They had Endgame, they had Aladdin, they had The Lion King. Is their total domination of the box office is that good for the industry? Is that bad for the industry? Is it neither? Is it uh, just business as usual? Is this not new? What is happening, Layla? <laughs> Um, well, this is kind of unprecedented. It's like a reimagining of the 1950s and 60s studio system in a way. Um, that was more about how actors would sign contracts with studios, like exclusivity. But now it's just like properties. Um, I think if you just don't like monopolies like I do, it does stifle creativity when few companies own all that exists um it's and especially if you look at these movies that made all this money like these are remakes from movies that came out 20 years ago and they made fuck tons of money even though like i'm personally not interested but um there's no denying that the disney is like the only studio where the name disney can sell a movie um, no one goes to see a Sony movie or a Fox movie, but Disney movies have a kind of brand to them CBS already. CBS Films! <laughs> Just merged Viacom, by the way. CBS Viacom. Well, that, then, weren't they always merged? They, they split up in 2006, and they remerged as of, like, this week. Very strange. Fun. And then we also... We got AT&T and Warner together. We got oh, Sprint right. and T-Mobile together. Uh, that just happened. Um, so I personally just think monopolies aren't so good. Um, it's not great for the industry. It kind of limits what creators can do because it means they have less options to where they can go. Um, indie studios have been doing pretty good. Like A24 has been doing solid the past few years. Neon's been doing pretty okay. Stuff like Blumhouse, like small indie stuff is pretty good. And then these juggernauts make a lot of money. Like the big thing is always the in-between is going away. So when you see these box office dollars that are like insane, you're seeing less and less movies that are making like a hundred million dollars, which is like weird to think of as an in-between number, but it kind of is. Um, so that's kind of like, and it means you you either have to be like a really small indie hit or you have to be a giant movie and you can't really have anything in between, which is kind of a bummer because it means you can only have like two types of movie. Um, yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I'm curious because like I don't think Walt Disney Studios had an, an, an indie label. 
I so I I I guess that's why Searchlight is still I assume is still um yeah still around. Searchlight's okay. Um, they had uh, Touchstone, which went under a little bit ago, which I don't think was like an indie label, but it was more like their adult alternative. Films. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Touchstone went under a bit ago. I feel like right. Uh, upcoming for Searchlight is Lucy in the Sky from Noah Hawley. Uh, you may recognize. I'm that so excited from, for that. Yeah, from Fargo and Legion. Um, <laughs> Jojo Rabbit <laughs> from Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's like going to be one of Disney's first movies that like is intense political commentary. Yes, I uh, saw <laughs> that Disney is a little concerned about the content, but you know it's still got to get released. Um, so it's going to be. Is it going to going for an R rating? I don't know. Because I feel I'm like not, I'm not young sure. kids don't usually want to see Nazi satire, but I don't think there's going to be like <laughs> swearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there was a uh, there was an Instagram video that Taika shared of that that classic meme scene from that old movie about Fall. Hitler. Yeah, and uh, and my dad like, made one of those about the 2012 GOP primary. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my god, your dad is such a fucking It's still loser. on YouTube. Your dad's a fucking loser. Oh, wait, loser. my dad might listen to this. Oh my god. Well, I will cut continue that to say uh... your dad's a loser. Anyway, um, but, it oh, got 30,000 views. So he was okay. very proud. Wow, that's bullshit. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, in the video it said, yes, a... Uh, a uh, what's it called? A indigenous Jew uh, is playing you, uh, which is something that was interesting. Uh, let me read this excerpt from the Variety, or the same Variety article. Uh, the only bright spot in the, for the film operation would be Fox Searchlight, the long-operating darling of the indie film world, which will test Disney's patience with the wacky Hitler drama Jojo Rabbit. From Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi this fall, the movie is expected to be a major awards contender. The scathing takedown of Nazism may, however, prove to be too edgy for Disney brass accustomed to producing movies suitable for parents and children. Searchlight has started to screen the film for its new parents company. Halfway through one recent viewing, one executive grew audibly uncomfortable, worrying aloud that the material would alienate Disney fans. His unease may have taken over the film's cutting-edge satire, but it was also an expression of the culture clash taking place as the two studios embark on their new union. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the movie. It's definitely going to get like original screenplay nods. Um, best actor race is kind of crowded, so I don't know about that. Um, I think... People like Taika Waititi, and I think they're going to let him have a pass on that. But I do think political commentary movies are not going to be happening very much at the studio. Like, if you saw this, I'm not going to get too much into it, but you saw what happened with The Hunt. Like, and that was like barely ah, political yeah. commentary. What movie? Uh, we're not going to get any scathing satire. What movie? Uh, what did you say? Hunt about the, the hunt? rich white dudes hunting. Oh, yeah, like... yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, stop. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, look. I saw that movie as like uh, the capitalists killing poor people, which is like, I mean, come on. That's look what it was. 
That's what it was. And people. And that's, yes. Literally, that's, that's basically what, it was. what the purge was yes. too. <laughs> yes. But people were fine with the purge. Yeah. So. But so, um. Okay. Two things. I have two things to say about that. Uh, about that <laughs> quote. Um. Number one, and this is about Jojo Rabbit, not about the hunt. Number one. Um, there. I don't think they want to uh, have any bad will with Taika, who is still making Thor four for them, Thor Love and Thunder. Number two, Thor four, like, Thor is, Thor more. This Thor is not Thor. going to. Ha- this is not going to have the Disney logo on it, right? Like, no. I have not seen Breakthrough or Dark Phoenix or uh, the Racing and the like. They don't have the Disney logo in the in the beginning, do they? They might have it Unless like they say Fox, right? So, so yeah, this so, will say Fox search like. Chris, yeah. So there are other subsidiaries of Disney that don't have Disney on its logo. Don't have Disney in like the opening sequence. Yes. So they don't have to have Dis. They don't have to have Disney in the in like the opening sequence. I'm saying, are the is the general public going to watch Jojo Rabbit, a movie that begins with Fox Fox search Fox searchlight, and going to say, "Wow, that was a really intense Disney movie." No, it pe- unless people know that Disney owns Fox, it will just come out that, and when you see it, it's going to have the Fox Searchlight logo. Because um, there again, Disney is a family-friendly brand, and they are not going to put a Disney logo in front of a movie that they don't think is family-friendly. Exactly. So what are you concerned about? Like, they used to have Touchstone. It's like Touchstone. It's like Touchstone it's the pictures. Money. It's the money. It's like Touchstone Pictures. Yeah. Exactly. I... I that's why I, that's why I still don't get this merger. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're worried about the money. They're worried it's not going to make enough money, and the money goes oh, back okay. to Disney. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Ah, I... <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Well, anything else to say on box office numbers before we wrap this up? Because I want to consume. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Numbers are fun. Go read some stats. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a fun... It's like a game. It's like kind of like following a sport almost. Like, you know, I don't really care about how much, um, you know, the owners of NFL teams make, but I'm always like down to watch sports highlights and, you know, learn about like the politics of what goes on in the NFL. Um, it's it's like uh, data is beautiful, which is a good subreddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's just like looking at interesting uh, data. Also, there, if you go to the talk page, we were talking about this in the pre-show. They were having a discussion on what image to put in on the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. How so interesting was the, was, the, was the talk? Like, was it like Star Trek Into Darkness? Is the eye capitalized or not? Level hilarious? Or is it just kind of like, have they finally become civilized, those savage Wikipedia editors? Uh, I don't know. There just is like a whole discussion about it. <laughs> it's just funny. Mm, yeah. Well, the fact that there's like this check that out if you get bored. I guess check out the Wikipedia talk page on list of highest grossing films of all time. Uh, so that's it for episode sixty three of AP Marvel. Uh, I'm Chris Compendia. You can find me on Twitter at Compenderizer. Layla, where are you at on Twitter? I'm at Galaxy Layla. I changed my Twitter bio so. Check that out. Added two, <laughs> three more words. I just wow. wanted to flex in my bio, okay? Wow. Follow Big me bio, for- Thank you. 
How is your Twitter yeah. buyer? Tw Twitter. I cannot speak or type today for some reason. <laughs> I have been like typing the same sentence three times because like I keep making dumb typos. I think there is something wrong with me today. Uh, but Anthony, uh, your Twitter, to your Twitter bio. How's that looking? Uh, I haven't been on Twitter in a lot lately, but you can find me at the Pizza Taco. And maybe if you tweet at me, maybe I'll actually go on Twitter a bit more. Got open DMs? I have open DMs, I think. Mm. Anyone ever DM you about this show? Uh, no, not yet. Wait, no, I, I think I got one person DM me. Interesting. Well, we love that positive. <laughs> yeah, it was positive. That's good. Aw, nice. Um, you can follow AP Marvel on Twitter. Remember, we have a giveaway going on with Endgame. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review because I honestly do not know how we've been doing. I know we, I know people listen to this show. You know the numbers are consistent, so we definitely have an audience. I just don't know what we do that they like and don't like. So whether it be through like DMs. Uh, whether it be like adding us on Twitter, uh, iTunes review, preferable, uh, you know, be honest, give us feedback. I just want to know what you guys like so we can do more of that and what you don't like so we do less of that. Um, so other than that, we, uh, other than iTunes, we're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to. Ugh. Give to our Patreon. Like I said, we're going to have a uh, we have a guest article lined up that'll probably be out in September. Um, check out our Discord. It's been a little inactive recently, and that's kind of my fault because I've been on vacation, just not talking on there. But uh, we have a great community. We have some cool community members that are really fun to talk to. And thanks to Charles Villanova for the graphics. Thanks to Steve Maltor, who I did indeed chew out when I saw him this past weekend for not. Uh, for walking out of the Winter Soldier in the opening scene. I chewed him out for that. Uh, but thanks to Steve Molitor for the Jazz Vendors track, and thanks to all our patrons. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what the hell next week's episode is going to be, but we do have some ideas lined up, so there will be an episode next week. Till then, see you later. What is where? How this happened before? We've never figured we, it out. We need to get you like an actual mic. When you come to Pittsburgh, I'll get. I'll give you one of my old like gaming mics. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm scared to talk. <laughs> just from. Ah! Oh my God! What is going on? Oh my god, make it stop, make it stop, you can stop, make it out, make it out, unplug your mic, just unplug it. Is this the plot of Unfriended? Is this like a horror movie we're in right now? <laughs> oh my god, what the that fuck? Was, that was really funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Chris, can you put this at the end, like in the bloopers? Oh yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna put this at the end of the episode, it's hilarious. Because the crazy thing is, I don't hear it.
Mm-hmm. So I just see like, obviously you don't hear it on audacity <laughs> and yeah. you guys screaming. Yeah. Um, so like so like Anthony's screaming. Yeah, it's me screaming. I think I know how to how it works. 